Welcome to the Higher Self Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you unravel anything keeping you from a life of true abundance, joy, and happiness, which is your birthright. Each week, we'll bring in different guests specifically tailored to help you on your journey to discovering your higher self, whether it's spirituality, business, finances, health, or relationships, there are no topics that are off limits. So get ready and enjoy this week's episode of The Higher Self. Welcome to this week's episode of The Higher Self. I've got an awesome guest here. And I say awesome because if you've ever thought about transitioning from what you're currently doing into something that is your heart's calling, um, I think that's what this episode is going to be about. I literally just decided that in this moment. So Jenna Phillips Ballard, right? That's correct. Welcome to The Higher Self. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. So let's start with this. When I say The Higher Self, what does that mean to you? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's it's uh, that speaks to my soul on so many levels because it's literally what I stand for, for people to be the highest versions of themselves. Yeah. Um, and when I think about that and the way that I that I coach people into that and stand for them to step into that, it really is, what do you see yourself, who do you see yourself being five years from now? And if you had the opportunity to meet that person, what would you notice about that person? How would he or she carry himself? What kind of posture would he or she have? What kind of, what, what would her laugh sound like? How would the light dance on her face? What kind of environment would she be creating? So really envisioning that part of yourself and knowing that you're not separate from any of it. I mean, like just like we're not separate from God. We're all a direct extension of God of the universe. We're connected to all of it. And remembering that we have the ability to create whatever we want. It's really trusting that. Absolutely. I love it. I, I, I love it. And it resonates so much with me because, you know, you really are speaking to the future version of ourselves mm -hmm. and we get to decide what version of ourselves we create and there's nothing stopping us. And when I say that, I think to you and the fact that you were living in California, just like I was, mm -hmm. you were part of the mass migration here to Austin, Texas, right? It was indeed. And uh, you were training celebrities. Well, I was in my 30s. So, in 30s. yeah. So, my, uh, just to just give you some, some history, um, I was 23 years old and became a certified uh, Pilates instructor and like really loved the work. And uh, my first private client wound up being Ben Stiller. And I mean, that's not typical. I mean, if you're a personal trainer, you are in it, you're hustling, you're grinding, you are like hoping for that one celebrity client. And it just was a being in the right place at the right time. Like my energy was in alignment. I was about to say that's all your energy for sure. And 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 the the gentleman who created that opportunity, like with me for me, um, he said that. I mean, he said, "Look, like I could pick any of the other trainers here, but he's like, it's your energy. It's who you are." Um, I mean, there were other trainers that had, I mean, countless certifications and um, so many years of training and. And I, he's, he's like, you're going to be the one to get him in the best shape. And, and I did. I mean, I, I went on, on location with him and we filmed for uh, a night at the museum. And so all of, all of his running scenes, that was my work. And it was, it was fun. I mean, we had, a, we had a blast. We had so much fun. And I got him in the best shape of his life. And, and he, of course, shared that. And as you know, word of mouth is the best advertising. And it, my career just took off. I mean, I, I worked with celebrities like um, Jeremy Piven. I trained him for a while. Um, the entire Marciano family. So the Marciano family are the people who founded Guess. So uh, great human beings, just incredible. I was with them for eight years. Um, and I also worked with princesses from Saudi Arabia, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. I worked with a lot of musicians. Uh, list goes on and on. Um, 
but it, it really was that. It was it was trusting myself enough, like knowing that I could be the vibrational frequency of that which I desired and choosing into that every day and being generous with my love and I, energy. I have to stop. Because yeah. I, 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 we could do a whole seven episodes on that <laughs> right there. Yeah. Because people reach out to me all the time and they say things like, how do I change my life? You know, and I feel like it's one thing hearing it from me, but you're saying exactly the same thing that I say mm -hmm. and that every single guest that sits in this chair says, mm -hmm. it's all you. You are the creator of your life. And as long as you can get your energy into a state where it's matching the frequency of the people you want to attract, whether that's in business, whether that's in relationship, whether that's in your finances, whether that's in your health, you know, there are no accidents. There are no accidents. And yet what I find mostly happens is people want the answer outside of them. Mm -hmm. Like people reach out and they're still, and that's okay because we all go through this, but people reach out and they say like, okay, well, like, how do I start? Like, what do I do? You know? And, and in many ways I feel like we've shared and there's so many resources out there for people like start with yoga, start with meditation, start with saying affirmations, start with, um, affirming who you are, mm -hmm. start with going for a walk in nature, but just do something and you'll hand it to them and they'll go, okay, yeah, but what do I do? <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you tell me what to do? And I'm like, I say this in love, but I just fucking told yeah, you what like, to I do. I literally just spelled it out. I just spelled it out, yeah. but you want someone to come do the work for you and you don't get it that that is an energy yeah. where for you it was different. And I love, like, even the way you're sitting right now, I love everything about it. No wonder you attracted that. So so can you take me back to that moment, your brand new in business? What was life like for you back then when you started to attract all this abundance? Who were you being? Mm. I think it's really important to share uh, a few years before that and ultimately what had Please. me get on this path. Um, when I was in high school, I was going through a really, really dark, dark time in my life. Um, I didn't know anything about law of attraction. I didn't know anything about the power of, our thoughts or what it meant to, to manifest anything. But I was in this constant question of my worth. Like I, I was constantly questioning who I am. Do I matter? Do I have any friends? Is anybody like me? And I would literally lay in bed at night, Danny, and I would think about how amazing it would be to be able to witness my own funeral. Oh my gosh, if I could just witness my own funeral, then I would get the proof. Then I would find out who actually cared about me. And I would meticulously think about it. And I would like paint this whole, it was like a movie in my brain. And then I decided, I was like, well, that's kind of dark and I don't really want to die. Um, what if I could be in like some kind of an accident? Because then it, I, it would have to be serious enough for me to be in the ICU. If I'm in the ICU, then I could see who would show up to my hospital room and then I'll have the proof. A few months later, I was decorating for a huge party on uh, my parents' property. We had a barn on our property and I was going to have all the paraphernalia and away from the street, away from the house. So we had this whole plan and, um, and I was decorating, I was sweeping up, up in the hayloft and hanging sheets on the ceiling and lights and decorating and my stepdad came up and he was looking, he's like, wow, this is pretty dangerous. He's like, we need to put up a railing. He's like, there's like a big opening in the floor. He's like, we need to put up, put up a railing before the party. And I said, okay, yeah, definitely. And um, about an hour later, I was uh, hanging a sheet on the ceiling and walking backwards and I basically fell through the opening in the floor and fell 14 feet, landed on my head on concrete. I don't remember falling, but I remember what I was doing right before. I could literally draw you a picture of the sheet. Fell 14 feet, landed on my head on concrete, instantly unconscious, in a coma, rushed to the hospital, in the ICU. 
And when I was in the ICU, they were doing routine blood work on me and um, they discovered that I was type 1 diabetic and I had no idea. So my elevated blood sugar levels was, I mean, the symptoms that I was experiencing of depression and low energy and being tired and um, just going within and feeling like I was in this cave was really just elevated blood sugar levels. And I didn't, I didn't realize that. Wow. So there's, I mean, the issue is never the issue, right? Like there, there's, there's always a source of something and we get to be in curiosity about my current experience is not in alignment with what I actually am and who I actually am. If it feels off, if it doesn't feel good, it's not, it's not true because we are, we're born innately, like just beautiful, powerful, confident, courageous, limitless, abundant, like worthy. And then something happens in our life that has us believe otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so we start to create this interpretation about like, oh, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I don't, I, I don't matter. And then we start to create this reality for ourselves based on our interpretations, based on what we think is true. But what's true is what feels good. Mm -hmm. What's true is what feels aligned. And so I didn't know any of this, obviously, at the time, being 17. Um, and uh, so the doctors were doing routine blood work on me and found out I was diabetic. So that was that. Um, then they said to my parents, um, the swelling in her brain is really significant. We don't think she's going to wake up anytime soon. So we just want to let you know when and if, if. When and if she wakes up, she will likely never be the same. And so the doctors were right about one thing. And that is, of course, I would never be the same because I literally woke up the next day. Total miracle. Um, so the swelling in my brain started to decrease. I started to begin this healing process. And I woke up a different person. Like I literally woke up happy. I woke up grateful. It was almost like I got this like soul upgrade, like this reboot, like a new button was pressed. And I just, I woke up happy. I mean, I just, I, I literally woke up a different person. And I remember when I was being diagnosed with, with diabetes and they, they said that they confirmed it, I was like, okay, so I'm just, all right, I'm, what else can I do except for accept this and choose to be my own advocate? And I studied and I learned, I did research, I figured out ways to minimize my blood sugar levels and I just figured it out. Like I sink or swim. I mean, you have the choice to be a victim of our mm -hmm. experiences, but I chose to be, to be a victor. And so um, what was also really interesting about that, of course, I, I woke up with brain damage um, had no short-term memory. So I kept forgetting why all these people were coming to my hospital room. Why are all these people here? But I felt all this love. I'm like, oh, wow, why are you here? And it's like, oh, well, you fell. Like you were in an accident. I was like, oh. So it took many, many, many months for me to be able to kind of work through that. But, but I, I, I worked my butt off. I graduated from high school on time, even though the doctor said I couldn't do it because I said to myself, and this is important, I said to myself, I am going to graduate on time. Because they were, my doctor was saying to my mom, literally right in front of me, wasn't even addressing me because I couldn't put my thoughts into words. He said, we don't think she's going to be able to graduate from high school on time. So we should, she shouldn't even try. And to feel that, that interpretation of my ability or lack thereof, it created this fire inside of me. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. And I said to myself, I am going to graduate on time. I couldn't say it out loud yet. And I did a lot of cognitive therapy to be able to, to speak again. Um... But like, I just, I made it happen. I, I made the choice for myself. So back to what you were saying, like, of course, yes, it's, it's up to every individual. We, we have the opportunity to choose any given moment. Every single moment's a choice point. So we can choose to be a victim of our current experience because like, look at what's happening in the world right now. We can be a victim to all these things that are happening or we can choose to be empowered enough to be a sovereign being. How can I be in contribution? How can I make a difference? How can I be in ownership of my own reality and then pay it forward and make a difference? Like that's leadership. Absolutely. And, and the other thing that you did was you took a terrible circumstance and situation and you created a gift out of it, mm -hmm. right? Where you said literally the next day you were a happy person. 
And I feel like so many people, they hold on to everything that they've been through in life and they look at the bad side yep. or the dark side. Mm -hmm. And that's what dark energy wants us to do. Sure. It wants us to look at the fact that our parents didn't love us or the fact that we lost our jobs or the fact that the economy crashed or the fact that we fell and hit our head and look at it and, and, and think, poor me. Mm -hmm. And yet you have the same opportunity to look at anything that has ever happened, you know, in your life and look at it for a gift, as a gift, right? Even that relationship, that person that left you. Like, what did you learn from Absolutely. that? Absolutely. How did you grow from that? Absolutely. Because if you give yourself the opportunity to, there's a lesson there that could be the exact thing you've always needed in your life to help propel your life, but you gotta have the courage to look at what, what the gift is and what the mm -hmm. lesson is. Would you agree with that? 100%, and I also think that most people don't think to, because the question is, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. Why is this happening to me? Versus, what is this teaching me? How is this my curriculum for my life? How is this actually happening for me in such a way that I'm going to be better than I was yesterday? How am I growing through this? I'm going through it, so how can I grow through it? Um, and, and so really like that whole accident, I mean, it, it obviously completely shaped my view of life and, and ultimately put, put me on the path of leadership and what I do now. Um, but I, because of the diagnosis of diabetes, I became really passionate about health and fitness. And I wasn't, I had no relationship with that before. And I just, I really f like fell in love with fitness and fell in love with working out and, and, and treating my body with love and, and compassion and, um, and really got on this path. And that's how I became a personal trainer. And, and so, and, and of course, like the accident, it just created this sense of, I would say, dedication, dedication to my purpose. Like I found my purpose in that. I, I realized I'm like, I get to be the voice for the voiceless. I get to use my story and empower people to make a brand new choice because this happens to people, to people, quote unquote, air quote, all the time. And so how can I show people there's another way? Because I cannot tell you how many messages I've received from people. Oh, my husband is in a coma, was in a coma. Like, and, and it's just, there are so many people who experience accidents, but I don't believe any of it's an accident. No. None of it. I believe all of it is divine. I believe that all of it is an opportunity. I look at everything as an opportunity. And you said something earlier, you said like the, you know, nothing can stop us. The only thing that can stop us is a small, tiny limiting belief. And like, that's literally it. And I know that you believe that too. Absolutely. It's, it's beyond the belief. It's a knowing. Yeah. It's a knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so talk to me. You're a celebrity trainer, right? Probably on top of the world. And then you made a shift. I made a shift because it was which, which is very hard for people to do. Yeah. So I, one of my clients, um, her name was Jackie Warner. She had a show on Bravo. She was like a trainer for the celebrities and I was her, I was her butt sculptor. Like that was, I was trained, I was training her to basically sculpt her butt. I mean, she, that's literally why I was hired. <laughs> um, and, uh, got her butt in amazing shape, literally and figuratively. Uh, and, and we were talking shop one day about being a personal trainer and building an empire and having a fitness brand and like all these things. And she said, if I can offer you anything. She's like, hear this, don't ever do it for the money. And I was like, oh, okay, noted. And then I got to the point in my career where I realized I was just collecting paychecks. Like it no longer was fueling my fire. No longer was I waking up in the morning and being so excited to see all my clients because I felt like there was something bigger available for me. I just didn't know what it was. And so I'm like, I remember what she said. I was like, okay, like I just, I get to do something else. I'd been a really powerful mindset and lifestyle coach for many years and was paid very well and um, had a lot of success with that. So of course, like that's the hard thing for a lot of people. It's like, oh gosh, I'm like, I'm sure I'm making, oh, another raise. I'm like, okay, like some more responsibilities. Okay. So people stay stuck in these jobs and then they oh. blink and then 10 years go by and like, oh, 
I really wish I could have been a rapper. <laughs> I really wish I could have been fill in the blank. And it's like people, there's, there's all this creativity that's just dying, that's in, dying inside of people. And people bring this to their graves because they feel like they can't make enough money being an artist. They can't make enough money doing the thing they're absolutely passionate about. They do what's logical, what's reasonable, what makes the most sense. And they let their dreams die with them. And so I got to this place of, all right, I no longer want to do this. What is it that I actually want to call forth? And around this time, this was um, when I was like 29, um, so 11 years ago, I got enrolled into a series of personal development workshops and trainings and just dove in and studied. And it was more than a lecture. It was experiential and it was really like somatic work that had me never forget what I was feeling about the transformational moment because we can hear things, we can listen to podcasts, we can read books, we can, and all of those are valuable. Like every single piece of that is part of how we can transform ourselves and grow and elevate. But definitive, sustainable transformation happens when we embody our transformation, when we are allowing ourselves to confront our ego, confront our shadow, confront our fears. And, um, and so I just, I dove in. I dove in. I hired incredible trainers to support me in developing my own craft and uh, my own methodology. And so I just became really passionate about it. And fast forward, I'm now doing this work. I love it. I love yeah. it. I, and I want to I break that up because, number one, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of courage to be able to say to yourself, hey, wait a minute, I'm just doing this for the money. Mm -hmm. Because in this society, that's what you do it for. You do it for the money. You do it to survive. You do it. And it's very rare a human being that gets to go, you know, I could be on top of the world financially, but internally, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. It takes an immense amount of courage to yep. be able to face that. So like kudos to you. And I resonate so much with that because that was me in real estate. I had this big company. I had the big house. I had 400 agents, 40 employees. Mm -hmm. And deep inside of myself, I knew I wasn't happy. Like I didn't want to wear a suit and tie for the rest of my life. There was just something about it. Not that there's... Not that it's wrong, not that there was a different calling inside of me, yeah. you know? And I remember, you know, I remember the transition and I remember how scary that was for me because I was so connected to being the real estate guy and I was so connected to people knowing me as that or knowing you as your the identity. fitness trainer. That was my identity. And, yeah. and what I want people to know is that your business, your career, your brand, whatever, that's not you. You're a human being on a journey. Mm -hmm. And sometimes as a part of that journey, you get to pick and you get to choose to to make shifts and make transitions. But it takes an immense amount of courage to do that. It does. You know? And kudos for you for for having that courage. Thank you. Know, you. So it's, much. Well, I mean, choosing the path of leadership, as you know, is it can be a very lonely path. It's um, filled with challenges. And the bigger the vision that you have, the bigger the breakdowns. Um, and it's, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, not at all. so most people won't choose it, right? It's right. like, because you get to confront other egos, you get to be up against other people's limitations and fears. And even though you see everyone's infinite possibilities, and this is, I don't know a lot about you, but I just, I have this feeling about you that you see greatness in people. That's all I that, see. That you only see their infinite possibilities and anything less, it ain't going to cut it, not on your watch right. and you won't stand for it. You won't right. allow it. And so when, when you, when I, when we stand for people at that level, what's a possibility is that that's not going to be received well. As a matter of fact, you're challenging their identity, their victim identity, their back doors, their excuses, their limitations is because 
that's the only way that they can actually hold on to the old version of themselves. They can't ever be the future version of themselves if they're committed to holding on to the things that don't work about them. And, and people like comfort, even though their current experience is not comfortable. It's what they know. It's what they know. Exactly. It's what they know. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's so interesting to me. You know, like one of our biggest videos right now is me saying something along the lines of, you know, a man should pay for a woman when they're on a date. And it's so incredible to me. It boggles my mind that this is even a conversation. And yet I will have like women literally on TikTok and Instagram. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. And it's like filled with comments. Right. And now have a guy go, well, that just doesn't seem fair to me. Or, well, what are you living in the stone ages? Mm. And I'm saying, and I'm trying to say, men, please take a moment to understand. Sure. Just look, right? Mm -hmm. Just look. If there was one woman, if there was one woman that said, yes, yes, this resonates with me, right? What if that one woman was the woman of your dream? Mm -hmm. What if that one woman was the woman you've been waiting for and she expects of you to treat her like a queen or at bare minimum to pay for her at dinner and not do what society is trying to teach you to do, which is split the bill. Are you going to hold on to your story, your programmed story that you should be splitting at 50-50 or is she valuable enough to you to have the courage to say that story no longer serves me? And it's been keeping me in this box. And now it's time for me to grow out of this box and become a different version of myself. Mm -hmm. And these stories and these limiting beliefs, they, they, they keep us captive in relationships, in finances, in our bodies, in our health, in travel, in lifestyle, in, in life, in life. Mm -hmm. And only when one has the courage to let go of that story, can they transform. Yes. I love that so much. And you're talking about this box and I get this vision of people just, they are the creators of this box around them and the instructions for life are on the outside of the box always. So it's like, we can try to remain within this comfort zone, but it's impossible to grow. It's impossible to experience anything brand new when you, I, we are not open to being open for the sake of being open. So what you're saying to this guy, you're like, Dude, are you going to bust out your calculator and like yours was $17 and mine was 23 so oh like are gosh. you know that you know you just can the thought of me. That this, I want to throw up just <laughs> thinking of that. So just <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It's just And I is funny like prior to me manifesting my soulmate which is now my husband, the father of my children, I was chronically single and I couldn't figure out why. I just kept I was like I'm just keep picking the wrong guys. But I Okay, but wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about this right now cuz this ready. is going to be good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I, I realized after doing a series of um, energy, like it was all the somatic work. So learning, understanding the, the balance between masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. um, this is a funny story. So I'll, I'll, let's, I'll, let's I'm going to expose this about myself. Let's do this. So I, I show up to the training oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like all women and we're all learning the mastery of the balance between the masculine and feminine because we all have masculine and feminine balance. We, we have it. Sometimes it's imbalanced, but everything that exists in nature is masculine and feminine. So if you think of a flower, the stem is masculine. The blossom is the feminine. That's right. So, um, so I raise my hand <laughs> and I ask the trainer, I'm like, you know, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Like, I know I'm a catch. I'm funny. I'm pretty. I'm beautiful. Like, oh, uh, like, oh, uh, just like so much rap, right? All that masculine energy, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I'm like, where is my guy? Literally. And she's uh -huh. like, stop. 
doing this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I realized that I was being masculine in my pursuit, which should not be my job anyway. Nope. Like I, fi- I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I finally realized my power is in my feminine grace. That's where it, that's where it is. And I made the feminine so wrong. I made it, it's weak. It's so I'm a personal trainer. I'm like, rah, like a bat, you know, bat, like go the, the battle, battling ropes. It's, I don't even know what those are called anymore. They're so out of my existence now. Yeah, those things. Battling ropes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Called. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. They used to be like literally in my consciousness all the time. But I used to be just such a dude at the gym and oh. every way. I was so strong and awesome and not creating space to be found. Because I literally, Danny, I would go on dates with guys. Not only would I try to pay for my dinner, I would try to pay for his. I would try to pay like the check because I'm like, I don't need a man. I can commit, I can pay my own bills. And Got it's this. Like, I don't have but to that, depend on anybody. That energy, it's like what I was missing out on was that a man wants to be able to find and court and pursue and chase after this this woman Prize. yeah and and there's that has nothing to do with my lack of anything Mm-mm. as a matter of fact like women are genetically designed to receive it's the most That's natural true. thing for women to receive and to and to and to be like i mean men get to be the platform upon which we get to stand and shine and sparkle That's it's right. like men are the rock That's right. so i learned that and i'm like oh okay got it wonderful i love your face right now by the way (laughs) i wish you could see your face it's awesome so i i powerfully declared i said okay and i was very present to my energy as i'm declaring i said universe i am worthy of being found by an incredible man who's going to love honor cherish and respect me because i kept manifesting these man children that like literally needed me to put like gas in their car i'm not kidding so three days later my now husband found me on match.com I was not scouring the internet and making it a part-time job. Like I was literally, I was up there sitting back and he found me. You were ready to receive finally. But I I was a vibrational frequency of that which I desired. I chose into it. So I made a choice versus why do I keep picking the wrong guys? Why am I didn't like, why are they all emotionally unavailable? Why are they all fill in the blank? Like I was creating that frequency. That was, that was my environment. Everyone's like our good news and bad news. The good news is awaken is sold out. The bad news is if you didn't get your ticket, Uh, My heart is broken that you're not coming. But listen, I've got more good news. I want you to go right now to dannymorell.com backslash awaken and sign up to be notified because we are about to release the dates for the next awaken. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to want to be a part of this list. I'm going to give you guys like a one-time offer the very first weekend that we announce it that you have to take advantage of and it's going to sell out again based off of all the messages we're go- we're getting right now so go to dannymorell.com backslash awaken and if you're coming i'll see you there if not i'll see you at the next one and for you ladies i want you to rewind first go watch this on youtube because i want you to see her mannerisms literally your mannerisms when you were acting as the masculine version of you your hands are pointing and they're <laughs> and they're pounding and they're right and then when you were a lady they were like just like you know they were just so different and soft and accepting and receiving and that's what women don't get and it's like it it's like women are trying to fight the issue and 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 I truly can see they're being programmed to be out of their feminine sure and men are being programmed to be in their feminine yep, because their so masculine no, being made wrong that's right yeah. so that there's no polarity yep Yep. So that there's no polarity, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful. Wow. We could do a whole Absolutely. episode on that. 
And so, and so, you know what? And, and speaking of that, and so what was it like? What was it like when he came after you, when you allowed yourself to receive? Because that was that's what it was like for me, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it was like I found Jen, mm-hmm. and I had to wait for three years. Mm-hmm. And so that taught me patience. And I was just waiting <laughs> and waiting and waiting. And when she broke up with dude, I was like, I'm in. Yeah, right. I'm going. <laughs> I was like, let's go have coffee. She's like, you live in America. I'm in London. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Okay. I'll get on a plane. I'll, I'll be deal. there. No, I was trying to like play it cool, right, right. you know. But then, it, <laughs> it, and and but but it's so true. It's like I went and I will continue to go after because I know what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, what was it like for you? It was really interesting because uh, so I was very specific on my on my dating profile. I wrote out this whole long thing. I said this is what I'm looking for. I'm very clear. I'm I'm, I'm calling my partner. And at some point in there, I said. If because I love I love texting like I love banter back and forth like playful banter, I said if you don't know the difference between your and your there there and there, do not send me a message because I will not be able to write you like it's just I can't handle like the grant punctuation if someone uses like perfect grammar punctuation I don't know what it is but I'm like yes <laughs> this is my dude so I so it's like it's just it's just nicer on my eyes I'll just I'll just put it that way so I was kind of playful with that wait time up. Just the fact that you were attracting guys that didn't know that. That's just that's hysterical for me, but keep going. So it was in my it was in my profile and he sent me a message um way back before apps were a thing. Um sent me a little message on checked my email and uh and he made a very specific point to use all the grammatical things. Like I use like it's and it's. I used like all two and two, all the things. And he made a very specific intentional point to make sure that I knew that he right. was a smart guy. Right. Um, so funny. So funny. I was like, he's hilarious, this guy. So um, so we we began this this back and forth and we texted. Like we just we texted and messaged and it was really easy and playful and fun and no rushing. There was no anxiety. So for those of you ladies listening, when you when you feel like, oh, this is the one because I feel all these butterflies, that is the universe telling you to run the opposite direction. No, absolutely not. Because when I met him, I felt like I was at home. Our first date, I was like, I feel like I know you. Like I feel so yeah. comfortable. I wasn't, I wasn't nervous or weird or awkward or like I feel like I can't be myself. Like how am I sitting? Like okay, where do I, what am I gonna do with it my just, hands? It just feels like you I, can be yourself. I was just me. That was it. And and it, it just felt. And I was so not used to that. So much so that I almost was like, oh, this isn't the dude because. I feel like the thing that I want is that that adrenaline and like that 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 urge and that excitement, like that roller coaster. Because that's but what the movies tells you. Of course, of course. And our second date, we knew that we'd be married someday, and that was it. I love that. I so. love that. Great, uh, hey, ladies, men. I hope you rewatched that part. That was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Okay, so now let's 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 go to emotional intelligence. What does that mean? To be emotionally intelligent is to be smarter than your emotions. To identify in real time the source of the trigger. To be able to say, this trigger that I'm experiencing right now is actually my guide. What I'm experiencing right now, oof, ooh, I feel it in my body, ooh, okay, like this is interesting. Why, why am I getting triggered? Where is this coming from? Is this actually based on a fact or is this reminding me of something that I experienced when I was seven or experienced when I was 10 or experienced when I was like, what is my wounding around this? Because our wounds are always going to be our wounds. They just get reactivated and opened up in different ways. And we feel like, oh, I've healed it or I've killed my ego. First of all, you cannot kill your ego. You will have many, 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 many ego deaths in your lifetime, but the ego many. will never go away, ever. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my stand for people is to be able to identify in real time the source of their trigger, how to emotionally move through it from a place of intelligence, from a place of uh, authentic self, because our emotions are their indicators. Like when we have a trigger, when we have something that we experience in our body, we feel like physical sensations, we feel rage in our bodies, or we feel like our face gets hot, like our body is communicating to us by communicating through us. Our higher self is actually saying, mm, that's not a good situation. No, you actually get to remember that this is not true. And it's up to each of us to remember that we have the ability to create whatever story and interpretation we want. That's and right. that's always up to us, that's no right. matter what. And you get to choose to grow when you are triggered. Indeed. I'm going to share with you a, a personal, because you shared one, I'm going to share one as well. So this just happened the other day, um, the night before I had told Jen I was going to go to yoga. She said, I'm going to go to yoga in the morning. She's like, oh, cool, whatever, you know. And uh, the next morning came, and I guess she was doing her nails or something, and I text her. She didn't text me back. So I went into yoga. But I just forgot to say, like, hey, going into yoga, which is, like, to me, no big deal, right? So she gets, uh, she gets out. I guess she's messaging me back and forth. We're doing something. We need to set up a meeting for the house. My assistant is setting it up. She's think it's me. Make a long story short. She's probably like, what's going on? We're, we're, how come you're not responding to me if you're answering the emails the whole time I'm in yoga? So I get out of yoga. I get out of yoga and she's like, you know, oh, you were in yoga. Oh, it was great. Whatever. We're having a wonderful conversation. All she said, literally all she said was, oh, you could have let me know you were in yoga. Like, and she said it and like the most like, there's no issue way that you could say it. And I immediately went, mm. well, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Well, do I, in my head, I'm like, she's trying to control me. I have to check in. This is not good. This is not blah, 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 blah. And I reacted and it turned into something that it didn't need to mm. be only when I finally was able to say, hang on, dude. You have an intense desire to not be controlled because control to you means fear. It means blah, 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 blah. And that is not what she was doing. Mm -hmm. So you get to become aware of why this is coming up and why something that was nothing was created into something, by the way, by you. Indeed. You did this. Yep. And that's emotional intelligence mm -hmm. to me. You know? Yeah. And also being curious, like, what is it that she represents? So what was the event in your life that she was representing in that moment? Can I tell you? Please. She just wants to be a wonderful partner. Because to her, partnership is just about communicating. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm not used to wonderful partnership. I'm used to, I do my thing, you do your thing. And so this is new for me. Mm -hmm. Somebody that actually wants to be in partnership with me, somebody that actually wants to be in relationship with me. Wait a minute, this is scary. This is a lot. Mm -hmm. See, I, you get to grow from that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And your interpretation in the moment was she's trying to control me. Which it wasn't that. No. So it brought you back to an event in your life where you felt controlled, where you felt out of power. Oh, and so a past relationship. So, which I'm sure had a lot of pain and the heartache and like, so like I'm so. not doing that again. So much so. And so, so then of course what gets activated is your shadow, your ego, which is not who you authentically are. That's right. And, and, and like, that's the beauty in relationships because relationships are our biggest teachers. They really are. And there's so many different phases of relationships. And I think a lot of, a lot of times couples can't get past, like there's like the honeymoon phase and then there's all these different phases and there's like this space where it's like the, the disillusionment happens. It's like, oh. This is actually your, can I cuss on this podcast? Whatever you- Okay. This is actually your shit. This is my shit. Okay. Got it. Like do, how can we work past this and work through this? Do we actually want to be in relationship? 
beyond this. And I know a lot of couples are navigating this right now. It's like a, it's just a powerful opportunity to really consider what our non-negotiables are and then know that I'm never, I'm not the same person that my husband married. He's mm -hmm. not the same person that I, that he married or vice versa. So we're not the same people. And so it's really just checking in with that. Like our, we have a responsibility as a couple to check in day by day by day. I'm always enrolling him into being in a relationship with me. And he's always enrolling me into being in a relationship with him. And if, if there is a, an if we're not incongruent, uh, if we're in some kind of a space where we're not feeling congruent, then it's an opportunity to really check within and say like, do we actually want to create something beyond this moment? And right. the answer is always yes, because right. we focus on what's, what matters more than anything else. And that's our love for each other. And so I, I just, I, there's so much beauty and there's so much growth and transformation in relationships. And I was just going to say, it's so beautiful what you just said. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to, and I'm going to bring something up. You know, it's this, this, this portion of our conversation is bringing back memories for me. Mm -hmm. And, and it's bringing me sadness because, because I know so many people who just live life in the box and by the system. Mm -hmm. And they're afraid. They're afraid to be honest with what they're feeling. They're Number one, they're afraid to be honest with themselves. Number two, they're afraid to articulate that honesty to their partner because there's not a safe space to be able to grow. And then number three, they're so attached. They're so attached and they're so needing of being in relationship that once you're in that space, you can forget about it. You're not in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You're in some sort of a, a weird ego-driven trap yep. is what you're in, yeah. right? You must get into a space where you are perfectly fine being 100% by yourself mm -hmm. and you are with someone that is perfectly fine being 100% by themselves and only then can you enter into conscious relationship. So, so true, so powerful. We... You know, it's like we, what you just said, the importance of being fulfilled on your own, the importance of loving yourself on your own, not depending on someone else to fill your cup or depending on somebody else to create some kind of, you know, reminder that you're enough or that you're worthy. Brad and I, uh, my husband, uh, the, the message at our wedding was one plus one equals three, that he is his own complete whole unique individual. I'm my own person. And together we create this third entity called our relationship. And when we notice that our third entity is in breakdown, when we realize that that third creation, like that three, if our three is not functioning or flourishing, it's because there's something from within ourselves that we each get to be responsible for, to address, to identify, and to be committed to moving through it. Because I think also another challenge is that, that you know, couples, they have a breakdown. And then one person will come and say, well, you did this and you're not doing this. And it's blame versus... I'm noticing always... that we have a breakdown and I'm willing to be 100% responsible for what we're co-creating because we're all tangoing, right? Like it's right. a dance. That's right. So that's the biggest thing is when, when Brad and I are able to move through breakdowns and challenges because we have them. I mean, every couple does. Anyone yeah. who pretends like, oh, we're great. We're, all, we're always happy. We never fight. Like you're, I, you're living up here. That is just, it's literally it's, not yeah. real. Yeah. So when Brad and I experience a breakdown or we're in some kind of a conflict, it's because both of us are in our masculine energy and neither of us are willing to budge. Um, and then one of us shifts into, okay, I'm willing to be responsible. I'm willing to put down the sword. I'm willing to look at what I've been the source of and what I've been creating and I'm 100% I'm, I'm responsible. That's the only way to create, when you create that permission, 
then you invite the person to meet you halfway. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm willing to be 100% responsible. Are you also? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, great. Then we can meet in the middle. Then we can work on this together. And you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a step further. Do you know anything about twin flames? Um, not so much beyond like no understanding what they are, what they mean. But so um so so Jen and I are twin flames, okay. and it is a profoundly deep experience. It is deep because I cannot even think or feel a certain thing without her thinking and feeling it. Sure. It's 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 at a it's at a an energetic level mm -hmm. beyond anything that I can describe. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling nervous, she feels nervous. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling anxious, she feels anxious, right? And so we'll be in these moments where we have these not even disagreements. Yeah. It's just a weird feeling. Yep. That's it. And all of a sudden she feels and she goes Hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> Nothing's going on. It, that just doesn't work. That doesn't work in this kind of relationship, right? Because in most relationships, are like, you sure? Okay, okay, no problem. Let's keep watching the movie yeah. and eating popcorn, right? right? And this one is like, no, mm -hmm. no. And then what I find is that opens up a discussion or, or it opens up a part of me, a part of my heart, my soul that gets an opportunity to grow. And I will fight it and fight it and fight it to the point that honestly... We're not even arguing. Mm -hmm. It just feels so ugly inside that you start thinking, this isn't going to work out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is literally not going to work out because I, I don't want to feel like this. And the moment I just drop into my heart, yeah. the moment I get out of here, the masculine and into here, into the feminine, into love, mm -hmm. and I can just be vulnerable, the feeling goes away and we're like, oh, I love it. It's so true. I'm so happy that you spoke into that and coming from you and speaking to the men listening in your audience and also the women as well. Um, it really is that, like it, there is this whole, this 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 imbalance, right, with the masculine and feminine and, and so many men don't feel safe being in their feminine. They feel yeah. like that's, um, that it's a sign of weakness, yeah. but they're still being pushed into that space because of this, well, I don't need a man and like I get, it's just the, there's just an imbalance. I mean, yeah. and, and that's when we experience chaos. That's when we experience um, challenges and arguments and all. I mean, look at the state of the world right now. So there's an imbalance. Oh yeah. Um, and the unhealed masculine, like it's really the unhealed masculine that is, it's not men, it's the unhealed masculine that is creating so many of the breakdowns. Where, look what's happening in Iran right now. In men and women. Of course. Everywhere. It's not just men. It's, it's, it's the state of the world. And so it really, there's something so powerful about embracing, accepting, and allowing for the healed feminine to take up space and be the example and lead with love because we've we've seen leadership not working in the way that it's been been it's been being done the way that it's been being done for thousands of years it's 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 plowing through this and knocking over that and killing that person and like I'm going to take this and it's mine and but that's the same in the business world of course exactly it's the same, it's the same when you when you hear the motivational speaker that he's yelling at the top of his lungs mm. and and his red is all his skin is all red and his veins are and you gotta get out there and you're like, <laughs> come on you gotta you gotta wake up every day and you gotta, and, 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 and. it's the same energy <laughs> That was me in, in my dating experience before I manifested Brad. Well, that was me too. Literally that. That was me in my seminars. In my, you know what I'm saying? That was totally. literally me. Yeah. And then one day you figure out, holy right. shit. Yeah. You mean to tell me I was living in this thing called my masculine energy and it was unhealed and wounded masculine energy. Yeah. And the moment that I get to drop out of that and drop into my heart, I don't need to work half as hard. Mm -hmm. And I can literally just literally 
sit back, relax, and just allow abundance to come into my life without very little effort at all. Right. And nobody knows this. (laughs) Oh, world, get ready, because we're going to show you some things. We're going to show you some things. I'm obsessed with you. It's, 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 it's so true. true. It's so true. Yes. And, and uh, you know, I'm coaching women. Yeah. I'm coaching women and they're like, you know, well, I don't know what's going on, but my sex life with my husband absolutely sucks. And I go, really? Let's talk about this. How many hours a week are you working? Well, what does that have anything to do with it? Let's just talk. Let's just, you know, how many hours? Oh, 60, 70. Awesome. Mm. Fantastic. I just got chills all over my body. Oh, fantastic. How much money are you making? Three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. Perfect. What's your goal? Three million. Cool. What's wrong with three or four hundred thousand? Mm. Well, I want to build an empire. Well, why do you want to build an empire? Well, because I want to leave it for my kids. Well, do your kids need an empire? I never thought mama. about that. They need their mama. You ever ask them what they need? You ever you ever ask them as little children what they need from the woman, from the feminine mm, energy of mm, God mm. representation in their lives? They need their mom. So let's go a little bit deeper. What happened with your dad? Yep. What happened with your dad? And that's where it all just... Because for a highly masculine woman, what she is also avoiding, this is what we all avoid when we're in that masculine energy is connection. Yep. Is connection. Mm-hmm. So for a woman and a man, in this case, for the woman to get connection with the man, she's got to drop. She's got to do the scariest thing she can imagine. She's got to drop out of everything that she knows as life, mm-hmm. her mission, her vision, her yep. goal, her, and she's got to be able to be and receive mm-hmm. and receive, which gives him hopefully, hopefully, because. He's wounded sure. because the only way, the only way and the only kind of man that a highly masculine woman can attract is a wounded man that is in his feminine, that is afraid to be in his masculine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Once she drops, then there's another, he's got to step into his masculine mm-hmm. and then there's polarity and then the thing gets fixed. And then when you're in your heart, guess what happens? You get to have it all. Yeah. You get to. You get to make three or four million. It's true. Without working that much. Yeah, there's there's another way. It's there's like, another way. And, and of course, like you wanna you wanna be fatigued, you want your adrenals to be fatigued. Do you wanna have no energy for yourself, for your loved ones at the end of the day? Like if you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor, is it even worth it? And the answer is no. Absolutely not. And so it's like and I'm sure that the women that you've been coaching that are they're having this conflict, there something happened in their life that had them feel unworthy. So they've become martyrs. They've become overachievers to, oh, to finally word. prove like I got to prove that I matter. I got to prove that I'm worthy. I got to prove that I'm enough. And that, that was me. That was yeah. me prior to deciding. And, and I think that the, the most important thing that women, I, I really want you to hear this, is that we want our men to be masculine and we want them to lead the way. We want them to lead the charge. And if we're not setting down our own warrior armor, if we're not putting down our sword, there is no space for the man to be in his masculine. Like, we've got to be willing to trust that our men can do it. We've got to be willing to trust that our man has got it. And when we create that space, we give space for for him to lead the way and make decisions and and show up. I mean, it's what can be created and generated in that is magic. Is, is magic. magic. Mm-hmm. You said one other thing that, 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 that caught my ear. It was uh, somatic. Somatic trainings. Somatic trainings. Yeah. Talk to me about that. 
So somatic is of the body. Um, it's learning of the body through the body. So yes. um, so movement, um, feeling experiences in your body. I believe that's one of the most powerful ways to to transform is to have somatic experiences where you are embodying the transformation, you're embodying the breakdown, you're embodying the opportunity to choose a new interpretation. And so I personally don't enjoy lecture, like lecture-based learning. I'm very, the way that I love to learn is very hands-on. Um, you know, the, the trainings that I did as a student many years ago were very confrontational, interruptive, undeniable. I got to look at my ego. I got to look at myself in the mirror. I saw it was in my blind spots and I didn't have any reference point prior to that moment to be able to see what was no longer working for me. And so to create that level of self-awareness, uh, you know, you oftentimes like when you're, when you see somebody speaking on stage, you don't remember what they say, but you remember how, how you feel when they're saying what they're saying. It's like, oh, we get so, we get so moved when we go, we go to a concert, we get, we, we're just moved and we're inspired. It's just like how we feel is what has us love having those experiences so much. And so I believe that's one of the most powerful ways to experience transformation, but also in the integration and the application and, and repetition, just in the same way. Like if you want to get in amazing shape, you get to go to the gym and, and with repetition, define and develop that muscle. Right. I mean, people want to get their dream bodies, but they don't want to do the work. They want to, you know, cut corners and they want to, it's like you get to put in the work. You get to be willing to be uncomfortable because if you think about the experience of transformation, your body, if you're exercising, you want to get in, in, in amazing shape, like you literally get to break down your muscle. And so to be in an experience where you're like, wow, this is a breakdown. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling what I'm feeling in my body right now and you'll never forget it because what we feel in our, we never forget how we feel. Mm-hmm. It's in our body forever. Like I will never forget the way that I felt in my body when I was molested when I was six. It changed the way I viewed the world. It changed the way that I was in relationship with people. Like I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I'll also never forget when I got my power back by choosing to forgive him for what he did. Like forgiving someone does not let them off the hook. It does not make what they did okay. It, it gives us the space to actually claim our power back because when I chose to forgive this person for doing what he did, because he was a little boy, he was a little older than me, but you know, I just, I was like, wow, he knew what he was doing. And that means it was happening to him. And I found deep, profound compassion for him. Obviously not in the moment, not for many, many, many. I mean, it wasn't until I did all the, all this work and a lot of work on my sexual trauma, but it was in my choosing to forgive and have compassion for him as a human being, for him as a little boy. And I also was raped when I was 29. So forgiving the rapist, like someone I trusted. Okay, so for anyone to even have the thought to do that to somebody else, what happened in his life to somehow have there be a justification that like that's okay, even if it's not okay, mm-hmm. to actually choose that action. And, and how is that person living with himself? So when I forgave, I got my power back. I was no longer a victim to the event that happened because the event is neutral. Every event that we experience is neutral. What we choose to do with it is entirely up to us. And the, and the meaning that we choose to give it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Some, somebody's listening here yeah. and because this was a lot. Yeah, you packed in a we, lot. We were like, yeah, yeah. we were just like, like nonstop, <laughs> right? I feel like we can keep going, but. Sure. My, my, my life's passion is to help people to see that there's more to them. Mm-hmm. 
and they can transform their lives mm -hmm. and they can live abundant lives, you know, and, 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 and right now there's the, the hot topics are, you know, relationships, you know, I feel like people are, 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 are really going through it there. Um, and health mm -hmm. and, uh, and finances, mm. you know, those are three big ones, you know, quite frankly, I don't know if, if you've ever heard this, but this is one of the things that I, I downloaded during a ceremony and, and through some spiritual teachers that I have, but those are the three energies of human mastery mm -hmm. is, is sex, your relationship with the opposite sex, food, you know, your health and finances and mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. And if you could, if you could master all three, like you're in a good space. So if, if I'm sitting here and I'm watching this show, you've obviously done well in all three of these and I'm ready to transform my life. What's step number one? Step number one, for everyone who's listening, you simply just get to decide that you matter, that you're worthy. Everything that you want, everything that you imagine, you can have it. You're worthy of all of it. And you just get to allow yourself to be open to receiving it. Mm. That's the first step. Then call in the support. Be curious about what it would look like to transform your life. Find resources. Figure out a way to move through whatever's standing in your way because the only thing that that actually is is just a belief. It's interpretation. That's it. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love it. How do people get a hold of you? Um, super easy to find because I'm the only Jenna Phillips Ballard in the universe. A lot of Jenna Phillipses, a lot of Jenna Ballards, but the only one Jenna Phillips Ballard in the world. Um, so you can find me on social media that way. You can find my website that way. And um, look forward to connecting with everyone who's listening. Awesome. Awesome. And I feel like, you know, I was just telling Casper this, like, I'm meeting such incredible people through this podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, when Jen is here, we got to go do dinner. Done. Meet you, her, your husband, done. the whole it's, thing. It's, yeah. it's done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Aww. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for listening, watching, whatever. Uh, I feel like I never do this, but I hope that you are truly loving, um, you know, these episodes. Because they're in the middle of interviewing, they're transforming me. Like I'm going through it, right? And so I know you are. So if you're enjoying it, make sure you give Jenna a follow um, uh, and make sure that when you're, whatever app you're using, give it the five or the seven stars or whatever it is and, and leave a comment as to how the show is truly helping you and impacting you and guiding you to your higher self. We'll see you next week for another episode. Thanks for watching or listening. If this week's episode resonated with you deeply and you're ready to discover more about yourself, go to dannymorell.com and check out some of our upcoming events and our resources. Or if you'd like to learn more about our coaching programs, simply shoot us a message on Instagram and one of our team members will reach out to you immediately.